Hi, I'm Daniel Cooper and welcome back to the Outlier Project podcast, Solo Cast. The Solo Cast where I explore different topics, concepts and theories to try and improve the way you see the world so you can start to improve your life and the outcomes that you have within it. So this episode is supported by the Fearless High Performance Mindset Seminar because if we really want to reach our true peak potential and confront the challenges that we face throughout life, life, then we need to look beyond simple tools, strategies, and quick hacks and understand what's really holding us back. See the fears in our life that we need to move beyond so that we can start to achieve what we want to achieve. Because to get from where we are to where we want to go, at some point, we're going to have to confront what we're afraid of. We're going to have to confront our fears. So the Fearless High Performance Mindset Seminar looks at how we develop our belief systems, how we look at who we are, how and why we think the way we do, the influence and behaviors and the habits that we form, how all these and our daily interactions accumulate over time to define our outcomes and how we can change these and move beyond the limitations to start to get the life that we want. So this week I'm going to talk about learned behavior. So learned behavior is how those around us impact the way we learn, how it influences our reactions and responses when we're faced with setback, when we are confronted with adversity or when we hit friction points. Because from an early age, the way we develop throughout our life is based on the observations that we make around the people around us. And that develops some of our patterns and the way we see our responses to certain situations. So we develop this sort of foundation or base level of behavior. And then from there, we adapt it as we go. So for me, from an early age, I spent a lot of time with my great grandmother. Okay, She would tell me these stories from her time as a young girl where she'd talk about how some of her brothers died during the war. Okay, Some of them died from actually fighting. Others died from pneumonia and disease. So she'd talk about some of the difficulty in her life where she grew up sort of exposed to periods of great depression, periods of sort of high-level influenza outbreaks, these sort of things that were sort of highly contagious, had really big impacts on the community at the time. And she even spoke about being bitten by a brown snake and spending time in hospital sort of being observed to see whether she'd actually survive or not before we became really good with anti-venoms. But one of the stories that really struck out to me a lot that kind of resonated with me, not only then but still does, was a story she told about her father. Okay, During that period, he was a lumberjack or a tree lopper. In those days, that sort of meant he cut down trees by hand. This was pre-machinery. So, so she spoke about watching him every morning sort of during the winter when it was quite cold his body sort of started to become riddled with arthritis and the physicality of the workers started catching up with him and he was almost literally crawling out of the house to go to work and then one morning she was sort of wondering why doesn't he just take a break so she stopped her father and she sort of said you know why don't you just take a break today why don't you have a rest I watch you every day go to work you know you're obviously in discomfort why don't you stop just have a rest stay at home one day just spend some time here and he sort of looked back at her and his response was, you know, if we want food on our table tonight, then I need to do what I need to do. I need to go to work and I need to earn our living so that we can eat. So off he went and then sort of as she told the story, he'd go, he'd sit around the fire where they were going to work for that day. He'd warm up a little bit and then he'd get into it. And by the time he got going, he was okay and he'd chop down the trees he had to cut down. And I remember seeing one of the photos that she'd have on her mantelpiece was her father standing next to this tree that they'd cut down by hand. And he was standing in front of this stump of the tree and the circumference of the tree that he was standing in front of was still another two or three feet higher than his head. So this was a sort of eight to ten foot tree that he'd cut down by hand. And I remember looking at it when I was quite young and just thinking in awe of the effort that would have gone in to cut down that tree. But spending so much time with my great-grandmother and hearing the stories about 
how she'd gone through difficulty, how she'd responded, how she sort of just learnt to get on with things, move through difficulty and adversity, kind of started to develop my baseline habits and behaviours around, okay, well, when I'm confronted with difficult things, it's not really that hard because people that I know that I can relate to that have come before me have dealt with worse. So I know that I have the capacity to deal with this. So through not only her, through a number of other significant people that I was exposed to, I learnt what responses and reactions look like when you hit certain levels of adversity or certain situations. And I knew the capacity that I could get to just based off what people I was related to or people that were around me had sort of overcome or gotten to. So this is something that we all go through. So from this early age, we learn through observations, through watching the actions of our parents, mostly when we're very young, and then through family members and then significant role models. Okay, we understand and we learn how do we respond to adversity or setback or sort of certain situations. Okay, even as adults, those of significant or the people that are around us can influence the way in which we continue to develop our behavioral reactions and responses. And I've sort of spoken about other in other mediums how once I got into special operations, I observed there how the guys that were senior to me or sort of guys that were slightly above me or peers even, how they responded to things. And I understood, okay, these are the behaviors that we have. This is how we respond in these situations. And then from there, I learned to modify my behavior to be more appropriate to what we needed. So the big question is, you know, the so what? If you've got to a point where you feel that you need to have more mental strength or you want to improve some of the ways you respond or you react or there's things you want to change, then then you need to think about the people that you hang around, where your behaviours have come from, okay? The people that have influenced the way you respond and you react at the moment. So if you want to improve these things and get to the level that you desire, then you need to find the people who have the right behaviours. You need to find the people that have confronted things that you want to confront. You need to go and... Put yourself in a peer group or around others that you can observe the way they respond and their behaviours will, to a degree, rub off to you or influence the changes you want in the way you behave and the habits that you get. So a lot of what we do, and this is not just emotional responses, comes from the influence of those around us or that sort of social influence. So they talk about if you hang around six smokers, you become the seventh smoker. If you hang around people that are overweight, you're much more likely to become overweight. If you hang around people that have done or do things you want to do, then your chances of getting there are significantly increased because you take on some of their behaviors. You kind of become someone within that circle and you take on some of those habits, behaviors, your mindset changes and the way you see things changes so that you're more aligned to the way things are done within that environment. So even if your parenting start to think about how you behave, how you respond, and this is a significant period in time where children are seeing parents under adversity and they're starting to learn how they respond to adversity. So a child's adversity is a reflection of their parents' mental strength, okay? And even the research supports some of this around mindset and sort of growth mindset is that a, so that a child's growth mindset is heavily related to their parents' growth mindset or the way their parents behind even within teaching it's shown that a child's growth mindset and the development is more associated to the teacher's growth mindset than some of the attributes of that child so if we want to start to move in a better direction so think about the learned behaviors you have the behaviors of those people around you and the way you're influencing the behaviors of those people below you and then you can start to understand how 
there's this sort of codependence between the people above you, yourself and the people below you and start to look at how you need to change your associations with certain people to get the behaviours that you want. So I hope this gives you a better understanding of how learned behaviour influences the way we've developed some of our behaviours and how our behaviours influence those around us. So if you need to make some change, just start to think about where you need to make those changes. So I'll give you something to think about and I look forward to next week.